G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And right now it's my privilege to welcome onto the airwaves the CEO of Focus on the Family, Brett Ryan. How are you, brother? I am pleased to be with you, Matt. Good to hear from you, mate. Now, uh, with all this news of uh, catastrophic bushfires and, you know, all these... uh, uh, scenes we're seeing on the TV, all these uh, talk on the radio, uh, it can be quite impacting on young children. And uh, we thought we'd go to an expert and get your advice on this. Uh, what's your thoughts on how do we speak to our children about all these traumatic issues uh, and uh, things that they might be seeing in the media? Yeah, they can't avoid it. It's in on the radio, it's on the TV, it's on headlines in newspapers and Depending on the age and stage of a child, they're going to put it through their own filter. They're going to put it through their own worldview. And it's, they're going to fill in the gaps. And that's the reason why, as parents and guardians and grandparents, we have to fill in those gaps and help them process it. And so you can't hide them from it. You can't bubble wrap them. You can't protect them completely. But you don't want to overwhelm them at the same time and allow them to be kids, allow them to be... Uh, children and have fun and laughter but at the same time they may have some questions that need to be answered but they don't know where to start and that's where we need to be very alert to see what's going on. Why is it so important to protect them but not bubble wrap them? Well because in reality bad things happen all over the place. We live in a fallen world and there's natural disasters, there's Uh, situations where families are disintegrating, marriages, mums and dads are splitting up, uh, death is going to happen. So we can't protect them from all these bad things all the time. But as I said, we can't overwhelm them and and expect them to understand everything that's going on because they don't have an understanding. For example, the bushfires. They might see the word bushfire and they think, well, I've got bushes outside. Does that mean there's going to be a fire near me? And they may be nowhere near fires, but they will think that they may actually be, uh, in reality, going to be burnt up because they might have heard of a house burning or, or someone dying, and they might put two and two together, and unfortunately those fears and anxieties will build up and they will not know what to do. And you might pick up some little things along the way and you'll think, oh, it's 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 not even important. It's, it's so far away, but they don't understand that because their world view is uh, restricted and a little bit more limited. And that's the reason why you can't bubble wrap them, but you can't overwhelm them. It's actually uh, very relevant. I, I've heard you talk to Robbo and Becky on the radio about this a while back when there was you know, some disaster happening. And I remember they got you on the phone and, and I remember hearing oh. your advice. And I actually was thinking about your advice uh, yesterday morning at the breakfast table. And I said to my kids, Hey, you know that on the news at the moment there's all this talk about catastrophic fires and um, just so you kids know, it's, it's nowhere near where we live, 
but it's all over New South Wales and lots of parts of uh, of uh, Queensland and different parts of Australia. And, you know, we, we should be praying, you know. So we actually said a prayer at our family devotions yesterday morning and talked about it. And interestingly enough, my, my daughter said to me, so, so, Dad, are you sure they're not anywhere near us? Because, you know, she actually asked just what you said, because we do have some bushes outside. We do, you know, you should, what if it did come this far, you know? And I said, oh, well, you know, we, we're pretty close to the inner city here, sweetie, and it's really out in the bush where it's, where it's a lot more dangerous. Um, but, yeah, and I, and I think you're exactly right, mate. You've just got to have the conversation and then try to uh, make sure that, they don't take it on and get anxious about it, but they understand it and that they're mature about they, the way they respond to it. That, that's that's our goal as parents, to try and give them the right amount of information, but not too much. Is that right? Yeah. And and, they, and ask them if they've got any questions and, and how are they feeling and, and are they worried or, or have you got, you've got some concerns? And if they're not, then they can just be kids. Yeah. That's when allow them to be kids. You don't have to overwhelm them. But you also have to role model this because maybe it's not the bushfires, but maybe there's a crisis going on in the family. There's, and kids will pick up the vibe from mum and dad. They'll pick up the energy. And you can't hide them from that, but you can't overwhelm them. So if you have a death in the family, for example, yes, you'll be grief-stricken. Yes, you'll be sad. But then if you go over the top, you're actually role modeling uh, a, a, a grief that they're not quite prepared for and they don't know how to process when they see mum or dad crying and really upset now you can't hide them again you can't protect them to say hey mummy and daddy are very sad at the moment and because of you know grandpa dying or or, or you know grandma dying or she's really ill and it's making it very sad but you don't want to burden them and overwhelm them with your own grief so you need to healthily role model your own processing of your grief and then they will take your lead. Because if you are feeling um, okay, it actually has a flow-on effect. Hey, mum and dad are okay that this, ha- this tragedy has happened. They're, they're okay, which means I'm okay. And if I'm okay, then everything's going to be all right. doesn't mean you can say that bad things aren't going to happen, but we allow them to process it at that age-appropriate level. Why is keeping a routine so important in the midst of a crisis like this? Well, it makes them feel safe, that everything's as normal as possible. That routine of, you know, um, the meals, the um, having some activities, especially if they play sport or music, those things actually help a young person feel like they're in a safe place. So those regular aspects of life don't have to stop. Now, there might be a, a bit of a hiatus. We may not go to basketball practice because of something happening or we may not be able to go to nannies this week and that may change but you try and keep that maintain that routine and that includes having fun and having laughter and even amongst tragedy you can still enjoy the the little things that um, you and I all may take for granted but for a kid their routines are really really important and uh, and and if you have a child that's with an additional needs uh, child, those routines are even more important because I like that security, and that's why you have to be very alert to try and keep keep things as possible as normal as possible. So, is it okay to still tell dad jokes in the midst of a tough time like that? <laughs> yes, you can tell those dad jokes, and I go, ah, oh. and and again, that makes them feel like, oh, mum and dad are doing normal behaviour. Then it's okay for me to be okay. Thank you for that permission. I will uh, continue to uh, 
practice I'm that. I'm sorry, children. I'm sorry your kids in advance if they're hearing this that I gave your dad permission to tell dad jokes. It is a spiritual gift that God's given me, Brett, and I just can't bury my light. I have to. I can't bury my talent. I have to let it shine, don't I? And then those delusions of grandeur um, may come out. So we're all a work in progress. God's given us that ability to use our gifts and talents, but we have to sometimes, sometimes be very, very um, alert to our environment. Yeah. (laughs) Now tell us, why is it important to be a positive role model of our own grief and anxiety as parents? Yeah, I I mentioned that just a, a little bit earlier. You know, we are going to have bad days, and it's okay for mum and dad to have a bad day but we don't want to actually keep them in that space because we're actually role modeling what healthy grief looks like. And grief is sort of, it's not linear. It doesn't go in a nice straight line and you, you know, you have the tragedy and everything moves smoothly. smoothly. It's an up and down battle, but you actually want to role model moving forward. Yes, you can have a dad, bad day when you're crying and, and, and you just and you just share with your kids, hey, mum or dad is having a bad day today, but it's it's okay. I'm I'm working through it. I'm either getting some professional help. I'm seeking help. I'm supports. I'm talking it through with others, and that's why you're. That's the reason why it's so important that mum and dad role model this because you're preparing your children for when bad things happen to them. And you've got to also put in perspective, if if their pet turtle died or pet you know fish died. We could actually say it's only just a fish. But to them, that's their reality. That's their big thing in life. So it may be small in your, in your eyes, but big in their eyes. And so then if you had something big in your eyes, you know, die, um, and they, they role model it. They're, they're actually putting things into their own processing. They're thinking it through. And we can't belittle or um, play down their own emotions or their own sadness, or their own grief when things aren't going so well. And that's the reason why, you know, that that their worldview is put through a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old or, or a four-year-old or a 12-year-old, whatever it is, you have to put it in that perspective, not actually undermine what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. Wonderful stuff. And, of course, if people want to find out more about this uh, great advice, the website is families.org.au and they can search up the Parenting Toolbox on there. It's a free download, uh, and it's a Focus on the Family booklet that you guys have developed, hey? Yeah, and it's called Parenting in the Midst of Tragedy. So it's just some step-by-step um, keys and guides that mum and dad need to be aware, or grandparents or guardians, just to be aware of what they could do. And uh, a little bit of what I've already shared, but there'll be a little bit more detail, because you better be. it's good to be well-informed on how to help your children navigate uh, tragedy and traumas, because as I said, it's not maybe it's it's not just only you know natural disasters like floods or fires. Uh, it's it's including those things of death and and financial problems and mental problems and and health problems. All these things can actually make your child feel very anxious, and it, and it can be very traumatic for them. So we need to be well informed to help our young people go through this. Awesome. Of course, uh, if people want to search up Focus on the Family, they're also on social media, uh, but they'll find all the details at the website, families.org.au, and uh, they can download that parenting uh, toolbox and find all the info there. Now, uh, Brett, have you got any big events coming up uh, in uh, in the rest of this year or early next year? 
Well, we're finishing up. I've just ran a marriage retreat last uh, weekend, and we had a wonderful time. And we had we actually had a, uh, about three couples flying from Queensland down to Melbourne, came down to the lovely weather that we experienced with the rain, hail, and shine. <laughs> and but we had uh, about thirty four, thirty five couples attend the marriage retreat, and we're convinced that this is something that's a real need in our culture. So we're going to be running three more retreats. We're called the Real Life, Real Love Marriage Retreats. And, and we believe that everyone needs to invest in their relationship. It's like you take your car in for servicing. This is like taking your relationship in for servicing. But we've had people who have had happily married. They've got people with ongoing challenges. And then we've got people in crisis. We've had a whole myriad. So there's something for everyone. But we also believe that we need to take um, this helpful information, and we're going to be running a, a series of nine conferences across the nation next year. And so stay tuned to that or keep us, um, you know, we'll, if they sign up for a newsletter, we'll keep them informed about when a retreat or when a re conference is on next. And, uh, and so we're going to Queensland, New South Wales, Tasmania, South Australia, Western Australia. Uh, there'll be something in the major capital cities or major centres that we would love for as many people to come along to as possible to just invest in their marriage. And it's not, it's not as good as a retreat where you've got, you know, staying overnight, but a conference is the next best thing. Brett Ryan, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, mate. Thank you so much, and thanks for all the team at Focus on the Family Australia. God bless. You're more than welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.